When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, today joined by, and as always joined by on Thursday mornings slash afternoons slash whenever it is that you are listening to this by Aaron Larsoul. How you doing, bud? I'm well, thank you. I'm uh, I'm excited for uh, your triumphant return to the glorious state of California. You, uh, well, not permanently, but coming back to, uh, to hang out, visit, you avoided... Mm-hmm what was being billed as a hurricane <laughs> and <laughs> it was like rained a lot for a yeah. day and like a little bit more than a day and then there was an earthquake and now it's now it is the uh, most beautiful weather and the nicest place on planet earth to live once again yeah i uh, i narrowly avoided uh hurricane but her emails um i am i'm really excited i i it struck me last night because i was doing I was doing laundry and I'll be packing tonight okay. and it like struck me as I was doing laundry. And like, now that we are, you know, on the eve of the trip, mm. like, holy shit, we haven't been home in two years, two years. Uh, yeah. I've, I think I've only seen you. Uh, I saw you at summer league this year um, due to unpleasantness. Uh, you were unable to attend last year. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I think summer league is the only time I've seen you in, a couple years so I'm yeah. looking forward to it hey you get to meet the kids you will uh I'm good with see kids. my wife you will not meet my wife you've met her before that's it. and <laughs> stick around for the end of the show for the uh <laughs> for the post-credit scene <laughs> um <laughs> to, to so here's story. the thing I meet lots of people um <laughs> I'm not great with names obviously I know your wife's name um yeah. but yeah, I just I well it was it's here, legitimately four or five years ago. And I, you you saw her I, I would say for about an hour tops. So Okay. Well it. so this is why so I meet lots of people, especially at, at basketball games. Um and I always say nice to see you, especially like back in uh back in the rooms. This happened to me the other day. Uh I was at uh True's True's uh, little boy Riggs his youngest a birthday party and like so we we're out on the beach and was like meeting, you know, the, uh, the South Bay moms and dads and, you know, the, the true's family friends. And then the kids that Riggs is friends with their parents. And, you know, this kid goes to school with this kid and this mom and whatever. And I was like, 
oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And she was like, oh, no, we've met. But one of them was like, we've met before. I was like, we have. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, we've got tickets. Mike, they, everybody calls him Michael. And then Michael gave us tickets and you were so nice to come get us. And we went and like had a bunch of drinks in the back. And I was like, sounds like something I'd do. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I was with my husband. I go like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, and then like 20 minutes later, I meet her husband. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And he goes, oh, no, we, we've met before. I go. And the wife looks over at me. I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have to train myself to be like, hey, nice to see you. Yeah. Because that, right. that works for meeting you or I've met you before. You're running into the same problem I had in college where um... – you meet so many people at parties and, and like I met so many people at parties that I would wind up introducing myself to this person or to, you know, person X three or four times because mm -hmm. every party there's drinking involved and there's so much going on at the party that like, it's just, yeah, I, I, I kept on saying like, Hey, I'm Fred. And it's like, dude, we just met like two weeks ago. And I'm like, uh, I'm still Fred, <laughs> hey, you know? Right, right. And I think, I think like, yeah, like at, your, at the, especially back then, right? Like a big part of your experiences there at games was a lot of shots of tequila in the back of, in the back of, in that, in that room or whatever. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you, you do enough of that and you see somebody and it's not necessarily going to register in your brain in the same way that would if you like yeah. intended, this was like a chance, like, I think I just messaged you like, Hey, I'm at the game. Do you have plans for after the game? And you were like, no, let's go get, let's, let's go get, get a it. drink. Let's yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we met at the yard house. It's like right there in LA live and that was it. But yeah, anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting story. So I I'm looking forward to seeing your lovely wife again and, <laughs> and meeting, meeting my children, your children, because children. I definitely yeah. haven't done that. <laughs> that, that I Neither were around. Correct. Four or five that years. I, that I'm certain, uh, those those are two humans actually, I'm like, certain I've never met before. This is like six years ago, actually. Now that I think about it, oof. Okay, yeah. then it it's definitely could have been. It definitely. Well, <laughs> stick around for the end of the yeah. show, and you'll it find out who that might have been. Yeah. Um, today's show, we are going to talk about uh, the Lakers minutes before you and I started recording. Uh, sent out an email to me personally to say that mm -hmm. they are unveiling. When did Kobe you start that bit? By the way, <laughs> forever ago. I, I, <laughs> all right. So Sean Hyken, um, who covers the Blazers, he's been on the show and um, he, he has a bit where like the NBA sends out their messages and mm -hmm. you'll see all of the national NBA reporters, you know, say that the league says blah, 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 blah. And so he'll say, yep, I also got that email and he'll just like, he'll, he'll, he'll move along. Okay. And um, I tweaked a bit a little bit to say that uh, the Lakers emailed me personally to announce that blah, 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 blah. I mean, so I guess that, they this do. This was like two, I, three years ago. I, I don't get those emails. So maybe, uh, you probably whatever, send those emails. Are whatever, you... <laughs> whatever list you're on, I don't get those emails. Um, I do get yeah. the ones, the, the, like, the Lakers media relations, uh, their Twitter feed. You know, they're like protected, locked Twitter yeah. feed. Um, that one, those I get tweets. So they tweet me personally yeah along with several hundred well, i don't know how many people it is but i don't yeah i don't get those emails you're you're fancy i don't get those emails so the and best i do not send when, those i do not send those emails the best is when people take it seriously and be like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> like, 
There's not a like anyway. that's one of the problems with what is it called now? X, I guess, is what it's called. That's one of there's not a lot of nuance there, and there's not a lot of uh room for sarcasm. People they're sar even that's just online. People's sarcasm detector. Sarcasm is much more difficult uh in the written word as opposed to the spoken word. It's much more difficult to convey that nuance and sarcasm when you're when you have however many characters you have on. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Twitter. It's, I'm calling. Yeah, I, I just think my mama people... named him. My mama named him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> the the the. I just think there are people who who live sad lives and don't get humor. But anyway, we will move on though, and um, I want to talk about the the Kobe statue, mm-hmm. um, the date that it's being unveiled, and the meaning behind all of it. We could talk about like which moments we think should be immortalized as as that statue. Um, At eight twenty four this morning, I missed out on a bunch of shoes. Took a bunch of L's. yeah. Yeah, we could talk about fuck. I could talk about that too. So we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about all of that. Uh, James Harden was fined by the league. The NBA, uh, the NBPA is actually going to uh, combat the fine or, or whatever um, to make so make it so that that is a little bit less money coming out of his pocket. Um, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of meat on that bone that I want to discuss and and get to the re- the reaction to it, the precedent potentially set, all of that good stuff. And then at the very end of the show, uh, and we will we will tell you when this happens, um, Aaron and I, because it's August and uh, because we have interests outside of basketball. I don't. We do. We do. We are going to talk about yeah, uh, Ahsoka. The, the first two episodes aired earlier yeah. this week and will continue to air for the next uh, few weeks. And then I also want to talk about Winning Time. All right. Which is uh, three or four episodes into its run this season, too. So All right, let's um, get it. We, are, we are going to talk Let's about the TV actual basketball the... stuff. <laughs> we'll put the actual basketball stuff to bed quickly here. Let's get to yeah. the TV. Well, I tell you what, uh, we will, because Winning Time still has to do with the Lakers. So I think Lakers fans are going to be interested in that. Yeah, so right. we'll talk about Winning Time first, and then we'll throw to the nerdy Star Wars stuff at the yeah. very, very, very Fair end. Uh, all right. So that is going to be how this, this show flows out. That's at least the plan. You never know. Um, but let's start with uh, let's start with Kobe. Uh, the Lakers, uh, you know, at eight twenty four this morning, announced on Kobe Day. Right today is eight twenty four. Um, so interesting. His birthday is eight twenty three, and yeah. we call today Kobe Day. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, he, uh, the, the Lakers are going to be immortalizing Kobe finally in a bronze statue that will be unveiled February uh, February eighth, two thousand twenty four. Two eight twenty four. Yes. Yeah, and the 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 meaning behind the date, uh, obviously number two for for Genie for Gigi, and uh, eight and twenty four for Kobe's mm-hmm. uh, jersey numbers. And uh, Vanessa played a role in uh, announcing it. She gave uh, a, a quote for the video as well. And um, it, it you know what really strikes me in 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 all of this is Vanessa could very easily have just been like I lost my husband my daughters lost their dad 
I lived a very public life while he was here. We would like to kind of fade into the background a little bit more. Um, but no, she, I mean, frankly, heroically spoke at his uh, memorial after he passed mm -hmm. and has ever since been front and center for any Kobe-centric moment, even non-Kobe-centric, right? She was she was there to um, congratulate Powell as well mm -hmm. um, for, for his recent, uh, you know, his jersey honors. retirement. Yeah. I mean, and, at, at the, at the, at a game, at a home game, she was there for his jersey retirement. And then, yeah. And then the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just, I am legitimately blown away by the amount of strength that she just continues to display. And uh, it is in, Insane. Um, you know, it's funny. I, Jen and I will do this thing um, because it's good for the kids to hear instrumental music. It's actually like clinically proven to be good for developmental okay. of children. Um, okay. Like classical music is technically the best thing you can play for yeah, them. Supposed to, like, um, play it next to uh, a pregnant yeah, belly so they they can hear it as they're yeah yeah okay. And we we did that too, I but, know anything uh, about that, but but <laughs> but we. Uh, but we also um, will play because we have a Sonos system around the house, and we mm, will. Okay. Um, it was your first word problems again. Yeah, yeah. It goes through the foyer or no? Uh, you can hear it in the foyer. Okay. We don't have yeah, a, yeah. A, a foyer speaker. Oh well, I mean, you could just <laughs> play it through your eighty-five range. inch TV. Yeah, you just play. Shout to Lamar Odom, who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Watching that was pretty. The, com <laughs> the comments and quote tweets have been just killing him about his last TV. And where it was placed was that had me cackling for an hour. If I, my number one rule buy is, a new TV. My number one rule. Yeah, you got bullied into getting my my number one rule for Twitter is every day there's a main character on Twitter and you never yeah. want to be Twitter's main character. Yep. He and was so that. he was for at least a few hours and it was I haven't cackled. Somebody said he somebody said I've never seen anybody mount their phone to the wall before. Uh that was that was uh, you didn't watch The Office, but one of my favorite no. scenes in in that show's history was uh, Michael Scott hosted everybody at at a, at a dinner. That's the and main he was, guy. Yeah, like yeah, the, Steve Carell, and and he um he's hosting everybody there at the dinner, and he <laughs> is showing off his uh, plasma screen, flat screen TV okay. that he mounted on the wall. <laughs> And it's just like people who are watching it, I would imagine are laughing in their cars right now. But uh, his Somebody his flat screen that he's showing off is like a 25 inch flat screen. <laughs> also, why was it so high? Maybe it was the angle, but why? And look, well, it's because like people who why have fireplaces, so high? people who have fireplaces, like we have a fireplace and I didn't, I chose not to mount a, a TV over the fireplace because fireplaces are high. Like they, the, the, man, the, the mantle can be, mantles, yeah. Yeah, and and like you wind up just like staring off into the distance, like it's just you break your neck watching TV. Fifty foot ceiling because the angle of how he took that picture was off. Oh, that was good. There's no decor on the wall, but anyway, it was nothing. But oh, so back to the reason we were talking about this. So I we we play. There's a there's a playlist on Spotify that is covers of all kinds of songs with like either via piano or guitar or whatever it's nice calming music that we that have like playing in the house hear, that you would normally hear in an elevator yeah kind of 
I mean, it's like better the than classical slash jazz version of. I always think I always think of elevator music with like a saxophone, you know. Okay. Um, like uh, Coast One favorites? Coast One Hundred Three Point Five's music, like just like always was just. I, 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 I fuck with Kenny G. Yeah. Um, Songbird, that one song, I fuck with that. But. So, uh, but but yeah, like we, anyway, the the um, Beyonce's Halo came on, and I was talking. <laughs> And I was talking to Beyonce's Halo just without Beyonce. (laughs) Halo. Halo came on. And um and I was like, man, didn't didn't she sing? I think she sang this at Kobe's memorial. And Jim was like, I think she did something else. And and she she said, Well, I'm pretty sure Alicia Keys uh played She did Moonlight Sonata. And I was like, I think both things happened actually. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. And um and so I wound up like I just Googled Beyonce halo kobe bryant funeral and yeah like the video popped up when we were watching it and i like yep. broke down like i was just like i you sitting there at the sitting there at the dinner table miles is on this side avery's on the other side we're all eating uh we had like a crab dinner and um avery has like crab in her hair it was just like a, <laughs> it was like a scene she loves crab it's hilarious and um and i'm just sitting there and like you know it it like hit me like a ton of bricks that this is what Kobe is currently missing, you know, and, and these moments just aren't ever going to be the same for, for Vanessa. And, you know, I, you know, with the amount of strength that she just keeps putting on display for, for, for her family, for Kobe fans everywhere. He obviously means a ton to the city of LA, millions of Lakers fans across the world and and she's just right there saying like you know what i'm right here i'm fighting with you guys we are all going to get through this together and it's just it is incredible so um you know we'll talk about which moments we think it should immortalize but i do really feel like today's conversation had to start with um on this topic what an incredible woman uh vanessa yeah. bryant is um <laughs> Can I just co-sign what you just said? Deal. <laughs> um, I, I'm not like a particularly emotional person. I'm not a particularly sentimental person, uh, as I'm sure will be very difficult for anybody who knows me in real life or knows me through podcasts or Lakers stuff or whatever, just online can probably attest to because I'm pretty honest about my life. Um, but that was... That was hard. Um, so yes, I, I think the number one thing is the strength that, and grace and dignity and all of those things that Vanessa has has shown. Um, it was hard um, coming back from. Uh, I don't even remember where we were, but on that flight where we all found out was mm-hmm. obviously um, difficult. I. I go back with Kobe a good ways because, uh, you know, I played against him at men's gym at UCLA the summer before he got drafted. I've told that story uh, on on your show before. Um, and then I was not around for a while, but then um, coming back, you know, and, and being with the Lakers, being around the Lakers, um, you know, I definitely came in contact with him and, you know, remembered him, shared some stories, you know, laughed about, about that time, that summer UCLA and all of that. Um, 
I actually last night was, you know, everybody was posting, um, you know, all their happy birthday stuff. And so I randomly went into uh, my Google photos back to the day of uh, because somebody somebody posted something that reminded me of it, of uh, Kobe Day. Um, when he got both of his jerseys retired. And so I went back and kind of looked at my pictures and, and videos of that. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't have the emotional connection to him because I didn't grow up in LA. And as you said, I didn't grow up a Lakers fan, but he kind of is part of the fabric of LA. Um, yeah. And so I didn't have like that emotional connection to him, but, you know, he knew who I was or am. Um, and we had a friendly relationship and so, but going back and looking at those videos, there was a party for on Kobe day when he's Jersey retired upstairs and, uh, Shaq, Shaq, it was like a little tiny room and Shaq DJed and, uh, Kendrick Lamar did a couple songs and there was like, I don't know, like a hundred people in there or something like that. And watching Kobe walk around and kind of, you know, give everybody time and, and talk to everybody was yeah, it was, it was, uh, he, he was, when he wanted to be, he was very good at that sort of thing. And uh, it, also, I remembered the last time I saw him was the last game that he ran, he and Juju were there um, at, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the game where he's famously talking shit to, uh, to Luca. I think it was, was it New Year's Eve? I think it was New Year's Eve. It was either the 30th or the 31st, but it's, he's in there, like, you see all the pictures, he's there, um, in in the orange uh, WNBA hoodie, yeah. And so I got to like spend a few moments with him. Uh, he was like sitting right in front of me, so I got to spend a few moments with him at that game. And so I just kind of think of that, and then uh, how difficult it was—the games that were canceled right after, and then <clears throat> the first game back um, was against the Blazers. Uh, the first home game, uh, the Lakers were supposed to play the Clippers, and that it just didn't happen. I think it was the 26th, I think when, when, when the accident was, and it was either the 27th or 28th, the Lakers were supposed to play the Clippers and just didn't happen. Um, and then the 30th or maybe 31st was, um, was a home game against the Blazers. And that's when, you know, LeBron kind of famously had his speech. Um, and it just like, I'm always struck by how much he means to not just not just Los Angeles and not just uh, the Lakers, but basketball in general. And and so for me, it was less personal about him specifically, but I was having a real hard time because there's lots of people around the Lakers that I love that, you know, really loved him. And yeah. so I was feeling for them and for and I'm still struck by like what he means because like. He's the one, you know, you people will say like, oh, so-and-so is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Like, yeah, Kobe is. Yeah, your favorite like, player's favorite Your player. favorite NBA player's favorite NBA player. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm just like struck that and how much he means to basketball, right? That that and the loss of that, the, the loss of and because he had become really good about, you know, trying to bring up the next group of guys and sharing his wisdom. Um. And this and was so the that, case also, like, before he passed away. Like, you know how sometimes, you know, somebody passes away and, uh, you know, they, they get eulogized. And, right. And You're much it, more it, popular it, after, yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. but no, like while he was around, you would you would talk to NBA players, and they would all say yeah. you know insane things about Kobe and how much he means to them. There are so many NBA players him, that watching. Him. So I completely disagree with this, but again, there are so many NBA players, and like, look, these are the guys that do it. So we yeah. shouldn't. I mean, I think what they have to say, I disagree, but I think what they have to say is like important and interesting and informative there are lots of guys that have kobe like number two all time yeah and most of them have them in, in their top three top five at worst right and that like if the guys that are doing that tell you that and so many of the so guys who are doing oh yeah it. and it's not it, these are not isolated incidents no like this isn't yeah there are people I, that have him ahead of jordan there are people there are nba players that are like kobe's number one that's it Phil used to say that he thought Kobe would beat Michael one on one if they played one on one. Um, I, I, I personally have like I have Kobe in the, you know, seven to ten range, um, personally, mm -hmm. but I like this you. This is the topic I get the most. <laughs> this this is the topic that makes my mentions the worst that I get the most hate messages. Yeah. Or but I like Kobe, I, I have Kobe, a little, I have Kobe a little lower than that. But well, you know, you're wrong about a lot of stuff. Um, that, that, that I can be, <laughs> but I, but I, I, uh, like it's so many, and not just like not just like the Quinn Cooks of the world, right? Quinn Cook is like a huge Kobe fan, right? He, yeah. he was absolutely leveled and devastated. He was out there. In no, it was, for him, it was like liter literally like he lost a family member. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he obviously he's going to have Kobe higher than most on his all time list. Right. And, and it's not just, but it, it, it's not just like the role players or, or it is great basketball mm -hmm. players. And a lot of them, I would say the vast majority of this generation and the generation immediately after Kobe saying, yeah, Kobe's top five, top yes. three, maybe even. Yes. And, and, and it's, and, and it's so many people that it can't be ignored. I, I honestly I wonder if I, I should, I honestly wonder if, if, if it should be taken into account when talking about the greatest ever, so right? It's I like, it what, are, what, what is the disconnect? Yeah. I know a lot of people go like, well, the inefficiency and, yes. and, you know, the lows that the Lakers hit while he was there and the whole thing was Shaq and all of that stuff. And how much, how differently do we look at Kobe because of the, you know, he, he was able to play with Shaq and, and what those guys were able to do together, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the disconnect between, especially the analytic community, community, and and Kobe. Where you know, for a long time, it was like, you know, Harden, Harden's having a higher peak than Kobe ever had, and it's like, yeah, but only if you don't care about winning at all. No, like, no, 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 no. Only if you don't care about defense at all. See, this winning. is again. He didn't again, win shit. <laughs> again, you're dragging me. You're dragging me into this, and this is I'm going to get yelled at on Twitter or X or Twitter, whatever. I'll get yelled at on X. I don't want to get. It's Twitter. It all. It will always be Twitter. But again, because I said on your show that Harden was a better offensive player than Kobe. I don't know what a couple weeks ago, maybe last week or two weeks ago. I don't know, and I got yelled at. That's he is a better player, uh, offensive player. Sorry, he's not a better player than Kobe. He was. He is a better offensive player. Disagree. Kobe. You're wrong. I disagree. But, 
but again, I'm not like, wrong. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're <laughs> it's wrong. A, it's a it's a subjective is, thing. There's no such thing as like objective, like kind of. At it's that kind no. of. I mean, we have we have like we have empirical evidence of offense. Also, offense we is, have offenses, offense, offense. We Aaron, we, for a long time we thought per was this was this grand statement on this stuff, and and then eventually on we got more on, on what. On like efficiency and ability, oh, it is, and but it does. It is, but it doesn't. It but per has nothing to do with defense. Just doesn't no, include but, defense. But what I'm saying though is that like you know if we were to if we were to say like all right which player if we're talking about like which player is better offensively and somebody would have a higher per than the other one at one time that was like the extent of the analytical movement. That was, yes, correct. That was and, the the catch all metric. That yeah. Yes. And then we realized actually this isn't very good. Nope. <laughs> like, not particularly. And, and, right. And that, and what hey, I'm I got John. Like, I got John Hollinger. Uh, I got John Hollinger a bunch of money from ESPN and into the so Grizzlies many front jobs. office. Um, but like I I uh, good for John. We Hollinger, we have like it, what I'm saying though is that like yeah the analytically speaking right now based on the extent of the analytical movement that we're at right now yeah James Harden is the better player but we might also find out in the next 10 20 however many years that the extent of the analytical movement didn't go far enough to discuss x and or to or or wrongly overvalued y in in the equations to this point we might sure. be able to look back and say like well actually now empirically kobe was a better offensive player too so like i i i find it hard to say like so and so especially when you're talking about players at that level where we are talking about some of the best offensive players in the history of the game yes. um you are kind of splitting hair so I, I i don't think it is objective right now i think it's a very subjective I think it thing is objective right now i prefer kobe's play to, to to harden with the information we have right now and you're right. Like we may, we can, it, these things continue to evolve just like the game continues to evolve. And that's, that is like the underlying part in all of this is the rules are different and we keep learning more and more and more about basketball and what makes yeah. good basketball, which is always why these, these conversations are fraught, right? Because they played Kobe played in a different era where, Kobe was the best at what he did. We have since learned that that is probably not the best way to play basketball. Or mm -hmm. um, now, could Kobe have not, done what I, James? I wouldn't say best, but like not necessarily the most efficient way of playing. Yeah. Basketball. Okay. Right. Offense. I, I be, still don't. Don't you I want don't, offense to be efficient? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Right, okay. Right, here's, if here's, you don't here's want offense to be efficient, then here's we, a case. There's, there's no here's more to talk example. about. Here's an example. Okay. Um, something that you and I fought tooth and nail over last year was Anthony Davis's okay. approach to offense, right? Where it was either dunks or he just wasn't shooting. <laughs> like it was like three feet and in or nothing. And and I thought like I wanted him and and like people in in silver screen. Jacob like mocks me for saying this all the time. I wanted AD to shoot a three a game, even if he was missing, because. I wanted defenses to, to to think that he was still confidently a, a threat from out there. And okay. would that have been the most efficient, like just raw, efficient approach to, to his offense? No, it would have made him less efficient, but I think it would have made him more effective. And I think I Kobe was less efficient than Harden, but I think he was more effective than Harden 
uh, as an offensive player. And certainly, if you're taking defense into account, it's not even a conversation. I agree. I agree. Kobe is a far better player than Harden. I just got in trouble online, and I'm going to again, for saying that Harden's (laughs) a better better offensive player than Kobe. But that's 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 where it's so interesting is you and 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 like you aren't wrong per se like like you in terms of the data that we have the extent of the data that we have you are right that Correct. Harden was a more efficient basketball player offensively than Kobe Correct. Correct. and that's why I find it so fascinating because I would say 80 nine no 90 percent 85 90 percent of nba players right now would just laugh in your face at at, at like at, oh, at it's, every it's, nerd's it's, face it's probably at, everybody but james harden it's 99.9 <laughs> it's like hard to be like no nah, i got this dude but it's probably yeah. everybody but, right. but that is because especially now but like but yeah that is because, I, I find it full I, I find it so fascinating but that is because as, as we've been talking about like the mythology of kobe and kobe was the absolute best at what he did at the time. I'm positive. That, <laughs> You're, that certain you met, yeah, You're certain I'm, of I'm this. Yeah, I'm positive. I, I, okay. All right. Here's 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 why. Um, we went to the show, or we went to we went to. I don't think it was even dinner. I think we just had like a couple appetizers and a couple drinks. Okay. And, um, then. So you were there with a date. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say, was I alone or did I have some? No, you were there. You were there. Did with we a like? Date. Did I run into you? Because I would not like. Well, I actually. When when was this? This was forever ago, and she was. So your date was this like. Uh oh. Tall, bombshell, Uh-oh. and okay, and I, uh, Jen was like, "Wow, his date was gorgeous," and I was like. Yeah, that's Aaron. And she goes, what does that mean? I go, well, there's no like not awkward way to say this, but yeah, just say what you say. Say it. He, how, say it how you say it. He goes, I, he, <laughs> why are you stuttering? Say, say he what helps, you said. No, no, no. Uh, I, 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 this is literally how I told her. I was like, okay. um, he helps produce Lisa Ann's podcast. Mm. And, and she goes, who? Okay. And I go, all right, now this is even more awkward. Yeah, I did. I, I did produce her podcast. Yeah, I created it. I created the show with her and I did produce yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. And Oh, and, I thought you were going to say something else. Okay, continue. No, no. And I was like, and she's like, who's Lisa Ann? And I'm like, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead.